Hello, 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 and thank you so much for pressing play on the latest edition of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, your weekly dip into the world's game being played right here in the Great Lakes State. How's it going? My name's Robert Kerr. Very happy to be back here with you. Went almost two years without missing a single week of the broadcast, and here we are getting a little patchy here, a couple waves of sickness and a well-needed vacation, and now back reinvigorated and healthy and have a bunch of great content on the way. Got some great interviews lined up in the next few weeks and uh, a few additions to the program coming in the uh, weeks and months ahead. Um, So I'm very excited to bring that to you guys here Uh, in the next few weeks. On the countdown to 100 episodes, I think we're on number 98 or so. So once you get to about 100, uh, we should start pushing things forward a little bit. But uh, uh, the last episode that was out, if you check your Michigan Soccer Central podcast feed, uh, our episode with Ruslan uh, Masalitin, the young refugee uh, playing soccer, was in Ukraine playing in academy when um, this time last year um, his city came under attack and he had to flee and eventually after a few stops uh, ended up in uh, Lansing area playing high school soccer for uh, DeWitt. So I do recommend uh, going back into the feed and checking out the last episode. Um, It's definitely worth it. A very touching, probably the most emotional uh episode or interview uh to date um want to shout out the michigan soccer central we are soccer team of the week the uh, 2009 national odp team which featured three michigan players won uh the championship game out at a tournament out in las vegas the mayor's cup in las vegas beating uh Players SCOA Elite in the championship match. Um, these three players came from Midwest United, Vardar, and Michigan Burns. So, congrats to those Michigan based players and uh, the team on a whole for being the Michigan Soccer Central. We are Soccer Team of the Week. Um, very exciting uh, times in local soccer as the each league is kind of coming out with their schedules and providing a kind of a, a planning roadmap for the soccer heads to kind of map out their uh, May, June, and July. And uh, USL League Two released their schedule just the other week. So we are going to talk about that with uh, my good friend and fellow Oakland County FC supporter as we talk about uh, my favorite supporter initiative coming back this year and just a little bit of a uh, a chat about our favorite team and the uh the summer soccer season coming up here on the michigan soccer central podcast welcome back here michigan soccer central podcast excited for this next segment near and dear to my heart is this next guest uh the schedules dropped and a very unique uh, opportunity for supporters comes along with it. So to talk about my beloved Oakland County FC is fellow OCFC supporter, 
Andreas Gikas, welcome to the program, sir. I believe it's your debut. Rob, yeah, the debut couldn't come any sooner. Yeah, really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So for listeners, Andreas is uh, a big-time Oakland County FC supporter, bleeds purple uh, with the best of us, and uh, we've been doing a lot of different things, supporting the club and working with the club uh, for the last few seasons. And uh, now that things are becoming real, uh, we are lovers of summer soccer. So uh, when the calendar turns, the schedule, the roadmap of our summer comes out and... uh, you know, it's time to, to get cracking. I love this type of year. There's uh, endless possibilities for hopefully a good summer ahead. Yeah, there really is nothing better than it. And that that, um, th- that week that the schedule drops, you're just looking and getting mad at your friends who are getting married on uh, on game days and planning out the graduations and different obligations you're going to have to tackle. But, yeah, there really is, especially right now in the state of Michigan, there really is nothing like the summertime soccer going to the various levels of games it's just a really exciting time and this year more than ever so mls started this last week um so that's like the first layer it's almost like the different professional layers and as you go farther into the summer and then we get to the amateur rungs and um just a few days ago usl league two uh um, well, actually, it was a couple weeks ago, USL League 2, we got the divisions, and it's uh, the same division as last year, plus uh, the reemergence of South Bend. So there's seven teams in the Great Lakes division for USL 2. So we have uh, the, 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 the round numbers. So there's six home games and six road games, which was the, the one caveat of last year's season. It was, it was an imbalance where... Uh, uh, Teams had to play a couple of the other teams twice, but a nice even schedule this year. And then OCFC's uh, home schedule is a bunch of weekend dates, so it's pretty friendly. You're talking about getting mad at your friends for maybe getting married on a, 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 a game day weekend. Is, is there any of those? I know we had a big wedding last year on a game day weekend. you got any more of those this year? Uh, yeah, so I do have a buddy uh, getting married. Uh, he's, he's out. It's out in Western Michigan, though, and we're actually on a road trip in South Bend that weekend. So I've been joking that I'll be able to uh, to make that quick trip and get back in time for the wedding. But uh, yeah, it's going to be the one away trip I won't be able to make this year. The South Bend one is alike. Uh, is that the mem- the Memorial Day weekend game? And yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah, a couple years ago we made a, a fun trip out there and. OCFC enjoyed a nice 1-0 win in South Bend, but uh, well, that's so that's the one game we'll both miss this year. But I think I'll be able to make just about every single other uh, county game this year. Yeah, I'm on the same boat, and uh, not to get too far away from the plot here, but just being in in, um, in USL two and going to these different teams, some teams that it's their first year in the league, uh, they really have some great home atmospheres and put on some really good game day productions. So if nothing else, it's really fun going to check out what other teams in the league are doing. Uh, but then, yeah, just going there, supporting, if we come away with the win and make some noise, that feels great too. I'm enjoying uh, the fact that uh, this is the third year and the core of the teams are the same. So getting kind of get into a rhythm, like um, I've got people out in Kalamazoo. I always enjoy going out to Mayor's riverfront park out there the one of the only stops with the beer in the stands and then um ann arbor is returning to uh, the pioneer stadium which is a a, is a a cool location um back to when 
the early NPSL days, they started off there. And then, like you said, the new ones, um, Lansing City, and then uh, was it Midwest United? Um, I'm curious. I'll have to look up. I can't remember where uh, Midwest United is playing this time around. But uh, Oakland County FC comes back to uh, Royal Oak for the second year on the trot Royal Oak High School Stadium, which um, was a cool was a cool uh, experience last year. And now that we're kind of settled in, uh, being part of the game day experience and uh, loving those those match days. Uh, Royal Oak Stadium is, lays a, a, a good, you know, sets the bar pretty good. Yeah, I'd say. I know you being a Clawson resident. Uh, hey, sorry, Rob, you can't exactly walk to the matches anymore. But, uh, man, Royal Oak High School, what they did with those renovations a couple of years ago um, really just can't be understated. Just really classy-looking stadium. It's a great setup for us. We can have our kids' zone, professional concession stands. And, um, yeah, the stands are massive. The field's immaculate. It, it really is just leaps and bounds anywhere that we've played before. And um, yeah, it just adds to the excitement. That's exactly, I mean, to get to the root of fandom. I mean, uh, since I moved back to my home state of Michigan in 2016, I've kind of been on this journey trying to expose as many people to as many different layers of the soccer uh, world here in Michigan. And as I was in the process of, uh, that project, you know, a team reached out that was right down the street from me, literally two two uh, blocks away from my house at the time. And so I've been a soccer fan my whole life and having a team literally in my backyard. Uh, you know, that first game, I remember it was 2018 in Clawson and Liverpool was making that first run to the Champions League final. And I remember my lifelong fandom seriously was eclipsed by a hometown team that year and i knew that it was something special because uh i i instantaneously bled uh purple and from what i gather i think we'll be training in uh class in this year so that's one thing we missed out on last year i didn't get to go to all the trainings i did a lot i was writing a lot more about the team and about trainings in the day in day out when uh, it was right down the street so i'm excited uh Hopefully I'll be uh, more nose to the ground because we practiced a lot in Romeo last year and uh, being right here in my backyard. I used to walk my chihuahua up to practice and get get the scoops on the team. So hopefully uh, I spend a lot more time at practice this year. Uh, so you showed uh, a photographic when we were chatting before about uh, kind of how proud you were of uh, where this team's coming just a few short years. Uh, yeah, not th without getting too long-winded. Um, hey, I've known Nick and Theo, uh, the two owners of the club, for a while now. Um, back when they first started San Marino FC, where even their parents and friends weren't coming out to see them. Uh, hey, I'll say it right now, I didn't go to any of those games either. Um, but then when they started Oakland County and saw that, hey, people are taking notice and people are loving having a team in their backyard here in Oakland County, it was like, yeah, you got to go. And just like you said, when you get there, you're hooked right off the bat. Um, not even like OCFC specifically. One of the great things we have with so many teams in the, in the state of Michigan is every community seemingly has a team in their backyard. And if you haven't been out to visit like your hometown team, get out there and see what it's all about, whether it's the, the 
the display on the field, making some new friends or just the game day atmosphere in general. Um, hey, get, get some friends, get the kids out there. It's an absolute blast. And I don't think anybody does it better than Oakland County FC at this level. Yeah. I mean, at this level, my, I mean, my wife is not a, uh, a sports fan and I think she has, uh, you know, brought her friends out, her uh, friends from work and, uh, you know, brings the family out and have uh, some of our favorite family memories, our uh, county games. And yeah, she's she she's a fan in the summer. She bleeds purple in the summer, which is awesome. Total non-sports person totally is sold into it. But one of my most favorite things about uh, county is coming back up. Uh, was it two years ago? Um, supporters got to vote on the kit design for uh, Oakland County FC. So the design that you've seen that, you know, the purple and the home and away were voted on from a selection by the fans. And um, a couple of years later, it's time to pick a new kit. And this time uh, one of our uh, good friends, fellow supporters uh, is in charge of the designs this time. Yeah. It's just like you said, it's, it's one of those like, fun things that I think is unique to Oakland County, uh, locally at least, where the supporters actually get to vote on those kits. And these kits aren't just like your monochromatic, uh, standard, traditional style uniforms. There's a lot of thought and a lot of detail put into it. Um, Even if you look at the kits that we had a couple years ago, everything from the sleeve design to the collar to the inside of the of the tag on the back of the shirt there's a lot of fun little little gifts and easter eggs to uh to uncover and this year is no different so yeah one of our supporters here scott he he's a graphic designer by trade and um i was talking to nick and theo a little bit and they said it was just it was just natural to kind of see hey let them take a crack at it and uh, I, I just got to see the the kit designs for the first time over the weekend. We were actually at another supporter's house watching um, the the boxing match, and we kind of cornered him and said, hey, give us a sneak peek before they drop. So they do drop this week. Um, everybody will be able to see them, and the supporters will be able to vote on them. But, I mean, like just what a cool grassroots memento to have there. Of like, hey, somebody who just started coming to games got hooked just like we did is now going to be designing the kit for the next year or two. Um, Yeah, I think people are going to be really excited about the designs. Some of them are definitely um, a push in the envelope, but that's been Oakland County FC ever since they started, and it just meshes so well with the club's direction. I can't lie. uh, I can't wait to do it. And uh, apparently those designs uh, are going to drop this week, and the voting will be coming up here soon so one of my favorite things basically in in a lifetime of uh, soccer supporting in various uh ways uh it's happening here shortly so i'm pretty excited about that and just in general uh i feel a camaraderie with you uh andreas because uh you know we 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 can emerge our uh interests in so many ways as supporters but also trying to push the team forward as much as we can because i guess I mean, having you on here and talking about uh, the kit design and talking about going down to the game in Royal Oak is like, I love it so much. And I hope that as many people, at least locally or uh, across the region, uh, gives it a shot, um, at, or at least ha- 
knows that there's a team representing uh, this area, um, this region of uh, the Metro Detroit, and uh, there's some some great quality players uh, playing, and we've seen some moments of magic. Sometimes it's our team, sometimes it's the other team. <laughs> we see saw some absolute wonder goals uh, over the it, times, and they're referencing that South Bend trip, uh, traveling with. Uh, friends and supporters like that game was like a 95 degrees in South Bend, Indiana. And we got the one goal to, to sneak a win on the road over there. So I definitely am holding that against uh, South Bend, but here at home, like I, you know, there's houses all around uh, in the neighborhoods, like in Clawson, I mean, on the, on the stream, you could literally see the houses right across the way, but in Royal Oak um, there's, you know, it's, it's within the neighborhood and just, a stadium within a neighborhood feel just so good. And I hope all those people that hear the ruckus that we're making, uh, I hope they know or eventually come down and uh, want to check out the games themselves. And, you know, one of the challenges of being a supporter of a summer season team is, you know, once we get that momentum going, you know, it's a long off season too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. When the season's condensed to uh, two and a half months about for us, it's uh, it's tough, but hey, during those two and a half months, you're drinking through a water hose. It's it's soccer every single weekend, a lot of times twice a week, uh, whether you're home or away, uh, going to to see the team. And I really hope people that come out, whether it's for their first time or they've been coming out for years, they see something different, something else that they pick up on. The sights and sounds of the game day atmosphere are just incredible. Oh, by the way, the on-field product isn't the worst either so a, a lot whether you're a, a dedicated soccer supporter or you're just somebody looking for something fun to do in Oakland County in the summertime I think there's nothing like it in the county that compares to an OCFC match day as I write in the articles best live entertainment in Oakland County yeah whether it's a live band out there whether it's listening to us supporters going going crazy uh, the kid zone, I don't think – I I haven't been to another soccer team that has a kid zone like OCFC has. Really something for the entire family. And uh, kind of getting back to what we were talking about earlier, I was, I was kind of talking with like Theo and Nick and like deciding what – like what is like really this direction? Like where do we kind of go from here? A lot of it really just – you know, you want the on-field product to be there. But um, – I don't know if they'll really like me sharing this, but I was kind of doing some some research into the the club that officially started in 2016. They've never had a winning season, never even finished 500, but they've grown to where they are now because of that. The other stuff, whether it's the game day atmosphere and people just falling in love with the club or, hey, just a lot of the cool social promotions and some of the unique things that they did to bring the club to where it is. Something I always joke around with them is, and this has kind of become a cliche at this point, is, hey, these people that come out to the games, this time next year, they're not going to remember what the score was. They're not going to remember if the team won or lost. Remember who they were with and how much fun they had. And that's why year over year we've seen a lot of the same fans and then bringing out some new fans as well coming out there. This really is a place where like fun makes a difference, and it's not just all focused on the on-field product, which is really near and dear to my heart that they're actually thinking about the community because every team that starts up now is community-driven or at least that's the lip service that they do. OCFC really puts their money where their mouth is. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. There's nothing better in the county. I mean, to see people for multiple years, multiple seasons, and have it be 
such a long off season and you see those faces come back again and it's uh you know tryouts it's like uh there a lot of people come out for to watch the tryouts and stuff you haven't seen them since the previous summer and then adding some new people and then uh, uh one of my favorite people last year was uh Mr. Papakiri Kopolis uh coming down from Canada to watch his son and he uh I think he was the the most avid uh watcher of our our stream for the games and just meeting all sorts of people and like uh met some you know lifelong friends just in a few years of uh fandom it's it's really like you said uh it's like a drinking for the water hose it's like a whole uh year's worth in just a, a couple months it's it's a good time and I think that on the field I mean like you said win or lose I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen a 0-0 OCFC game especially home games there, there's always action there's uh, goals no matter what yeah I wouldn't say defense is the is the club's forte but uh hey that's an anecdote that I love so much because you had this his hey, great pronunciation on the last name by the way spot on but uh yeah his, his son Nick came out and played with us a couple years ago and just a, such a credit to to Vinny, what he did as a coach and now as the team's general manager, just kept in contact with him. And while Nick was playing in um, – he's from Vancouver originally, living over there. Um, he was playing soccer in their Canadian Summer League. And uh, Vinny – there was a, a gap in their schedule. And Vinny said, well, hey, if you can come to Michigan, we have two games in this week. Come play with us. You're still rostered by us. And sure enough, he and his dad came out. Uh, Nick played a couple games with us. Um, I, I got his dad's number. We we've, uh, we still keep in touch. And th- even throughout the season, he's texting me during the game, how can we let up that goal? Or what a beautiful goal we just had there. We're just still keeping in contact. And that just shows like the family aspect of it. And just, hey, this kid who came and played with us, I say kid, this young man who came and played with us for one season, Loves it so much. Got his dad to love it. And now, hey, we have this friendship. I don't know if he'll be back with us this year. I don't know what the future holds for him uh, following his his college career. But, man, just having someone like that with the club and that kind of family atmosphere is really infectious. Speaking of on the field, new coach this year. Uh, you excited? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. So, uh, Coach Brian Doyle, I've – Growing up playing soccer and kind of being around it my entire life, familiar familiar with the name, um, didn't exactly know why. Um, it's kind of funny. He coached Vinny, the general manager, his boss, quote unquote, uh, back in the day. But he brings with him an A coaching license. Uh, he's, he has the college experience. Um, I know he knows a lot of people that are um, in the league with other teams and with the organization. Um, I got to meet him once at a, at a dinner randomly and man, just talking to him, you can just see how passionate he is about what he does. And also this idea of Oakland County FC that Theo, Nick and Vinny all kind of pitched to him. Um, they were, they were, they were talking about practice days. Like, Oh, what do you want to practice? You want to keep it Monday, Wednesday. Do you want to go Thursday or Tuesday, Thursday? And he said, boys, if we're only practicing twice a week, we're not going to be anything on the field. We need to practice at least – we need to get together at least four times a week, which I know is what a lot of other teams do uh, in in the league. But just hearing that kind of passion and that going that extra mile and really getting wanting to get the players in the best form possible, how can you not be excited? 
Yeah, step it up a notch will be great because, uh, like you said, we have a ton of fun. And then if that uh, kind of fun materializes in, uh, you know, standings at the end of the season, that, you know, that would be amazing because we're cheering our our butts off uh, regardless. And then to, to have some some of the uh, uh, success on the field to to match all that would be unreal. And uh, due to uh, the supporters having such a heavy hand in the kits looking like a million bucks while they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're spot on. They don't look too shabby doing it. Uh, yeah, I think the on-field product is the one thing that I guess could leave people wanting more, but we've absolutely made strides. And let's not forget, like this jump up, to USL2 was just that a jump up. Uh, a lot of the same players we had in the UPSL roster made the move over to USL2, obviously adding some new faces as well. Um, not making excuses at all, but you've seen the growth on the field, um, can, you know, whether it's winning the Milk Cup or beating some of those big dogs that have been in the league longer than us. A really, really exciting time. And it just shows you the growth is there on the field, off the field. Yeah, this team's about to explode. Yeah, I mean, to to the, your point about teams being in the league longer, I mean, look at the competition within the division. I mean, um, AFC Ann Arbor, like they had a few years off, but I mean, big tradition of uh, huge talent uh, has come through their um, their squad. And then last year, like the first half of the season, Ann Arbor probably played some of the best ball I've I've seen at this level. Um, they, had, I mean, they had the USL two goal of the season, uh, in our, <laughs> at our, at our home. And so they're unreal. Kalamazoo won the division back to back years and they had, you know, such a ridiculous team so deep. And then, uh, the Flint bucks, I mean, they have like a generation of experience at this level. And so to, to, to try to keep even, uh, with that and to almost play catch up with that, or just, just try to attain that level. I mean, like I said, I mean, that's that's a lot to make up. And so you're saying that that jump up to the level, I think uh, we 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 gained some ground last year. We had some wins after a tough start. And I, I think the, the season, I mean, I think we ended up near around about uh, 500, but uh, some really fun wins mixed in there. And uh, yeah, hopefully we see one more step forward against a very uh, competitive division. And I bet... One of the new guys in the division, whether it be uh, um, Midwest or Lansing, I bet one of them takes a step forward this year as well. I wouldn't be surprised and just make the division stacked from nearly top to bottom. Yeah, I, I don't want this to be a, kind of a back and forth like nerd talk of us just kind of breaking down the, uh, the USL2's Great Lakes division. But just like you said, Kalamazoo and Flint going one and two uh, in back-to-back seasons. And Arbor didn't play a couple of years ago, but they came in last year, finished third, just out of a playoff spot. Um, yeah, Kalamazoo has really built up their, their squad very well. Flint's always going to be a soccer powerhouse in the in the country, not just the state. Um, and then, like, I think uh, Lansing took points off of uh, Flint last year in their games, Midwest too. They're going to be a stronger team. And, hey, that newcomer, South Bend, they also won their division last year as well. So we are bringing a ton of talent to the Great Lakes division, a ton to compete with, with Oakland County. But we proved we can hang with them last year. Let's just get better this year and and see if we can crack that playoff. 
uh, being part of the county supporters group Elmwood Elite. Uh, what sort of things do you want to do with Elmwood Elite this year? Yeah, it's it's um it's a lot of fun. So by um, by nature, I'm a very methodical, planned out person. I really like to have like all my ducks in a row and make sure I'm uh, kind of hitting what I want to hit and uh, following through on a plan. But with the Elmwood Elite, it's so fluid and so natural. I didn't know any of the guys that were current that are in the supporters group prior to all being a part of Elmwood Elite. And now we're best friends. We're going over each other's houses. We're regularly blowing up the group chat. Not a single day goes by, even during the off season, where we're not uh, whether it's sharing memes or some funny anecdotes uh, throughout the season. Um, I, I really love the base that we have. Just a really good core group of guys. And then we all every year we bring in some more people, uh, kind of from the outskirts, and bring them into our inner circle as well. So definitely looking to to keep growing that. Um, whether it's drums, the smoke bombs, um, so, so, some some funny chants, the the tifos and banners that we have out there, it's I really love the direction we're going, and it's just so organic, and there's nothing manufactured about it, an absolute blast. Where hey, we have we have we have a lot of a lot of uh, older parents coming and sitting with us and loving what we're doing and picking up some drumsticks. And we have uh, a lot of a lot of the youth coming over and just wanting to be a close part of what we're doing as well. So it really is fun. It just adds to the community that OCFC has already built. And hey, we're just another facet of it. And we've been growing year over year. We have some fun things planned for this year. So keep an eye out. But we really love the direction of that everything is heading. Of. Uh... All the games and the goals you've seen, uh, can you pick out uh, a memory uh, or a goal or just an OCFC moment that you'd like to share, a specific one? Man, what a great question. Um, I always hate giving them too much credit, but Flint really is kind of the benchmark in our division and the league for for a lot of teams. Uh, a couple years ago, we, we were playing Flint at our place, and uh, August Hunter just got loose on a breakaway and buried the first goal uh, against them to go up one nothing. Uh, he comes over, climbs the fence, and is celebrating right there with Elmwood Elite. Um, it was I think it was 98 degrees that day. We're all sweating. We're about to pass out with how crazy we're going. But uh, just to get that early lead on Flint, it doesn't matter that we lost the game 4-1. to one. <laughs> It's irrelevant. But uh, just going up. Well, they'll never take that first ten minutes from us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never take that first ten minutes, and then um, nothing. Not to like uh, pile on here, but last year when we played our that last game at at Flint, the milk all doubled as the milk cup final game. Um, man came out with a three-one win. You're you're sweating the entire time just because you know how dangerous Flint is, and at any second they could they could uh, slot home three goals in a minute. But uh, hey, to come away with that win in enemy territory, uh, biggest win for the club to date, first time beating Flint, um, just really is something that we're hanging our hats on. And that just, again, just adds to the excitement of, hey, this is the benchmark now. Next year it's time to grow and take some points off of some of the other big dogs as well. Yeah, first victory over Flint for Oakland County last year. In July, and it was a big one, as you said, doubled as uh, the Milk 
Cup Championship, a uh, you know in-state uh, competition that's been uh, put on uh, for a few years now. So uh, ex- ex- exciting, exciting uh, stuff. Um, and I saw some uh, some teasy tweet tweets that it uh, on Twitter this uh, afternoon that uh, the Milk Cup might be a thing. Again, I saw that uh, floating around there. So that'd be cool. More games to have. Hopefully they don't <laughs> just double up other games and uh, that adds to the fixture list because uh, uh, more games, the merrier. Um, Andreas Gigas, thank you so much, good friend, uh, for uh, coming on and uh, chatting Oakland County FC as uh, the supporters voting on the kit design comes out here shortly. Yeah, Rob, uh, again, really can't thank you enough for having me on here. It's a favorite thing uh, to talk about anytime we get together. Uh, to do it in front of a, a, a couple a couple listeners now isn't isn't a bad thing either. Uh, it really is a fun time, and not to like make this an OCFC sales pitch, but any any team that you have in your community, if you're listening, just get out there and take a look at it. Again, whether you love soccer, whether you just love having fun in the summertime or looking to get the kids out of the house for a couple hours, Go visit your local team, see what they're all about, and see what all these teams are doing in the community. It really is special, and we don't even know how lucky we are to have this in Michigan. So, Rob, thanks again. Uh, always always a, a fun time speaking with you, and appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I can't wait for those uh, magic uh, months of uh, May, June, and July to come once more. Nothing better, bud. jumping on this week's episode of the Michigan Soccer Central podcast and thanks to all the guests for coming on the program as always be sure to check out the Michigan Soccer Central uh, feed on all the audio platforms as well as check out the YouTube channel and we are we got to get a, a some sort of a, a promotion going on where we get uh, all of our social media and podcast listeners over there following us on the YouTubes. And I think we might have something for that coming up. And with the excitement around the summer soccer schedule, I don't want to let you guys forget that there is still some fixtures remaining with our Michigan-based indoor teams. Muskegon Risers, I believe, have one more uh, indoor home date on Friday, March the 3rd. Um, So be up to check them out that's a great show always love some muskegon risers and also uh indoor action that's still ongoing um the team of the week michigan soccer central we are soccer team of the week from a couple weeks ago was rapid city fc uh they've gone on to get a couple more wins over the weekend against waza and have a few more uh dates remaining in their schedule um, their home schedule on March 17th and 19th. So still some indoor action to take in before the uh, summer soccer madness uh, really kicks in. So uh, looking forward to that. Detroit City FC is starting soon. 
indoor soccer season has a couple uh, couple matches left. And then uh, week by week, uh, more and more leagues uh, begin to engage. So exciting times, <laughs> if, you could, if you could notice, excited for uh, summer soccer to return. All right. So thank you for everyone for listening. Uh, editor Jenny Hajnaki with us the whole way. Thank you so much for everything you do. And the MSC core team, Dan, Brooks, John, Steve, thank you to all you guys. And until next time, everybody, enjoy your soccer.